Welcome, I'm Jotan Ko, and you are listening to African Action Heroes, the podcast, the online community developed by and for creatives and change makers of African descent to facilitate promotion, collaboration, and empowerment. Thanks for joining us. If this is your first time, hear what you can expect. An open-hearted conversation with creatives and changemakers of African descent, sharing their journey, useful tips and insights to help you to be at your very best while creating content and stories about us through our own narrative. Also, it will be a great opportunity to discover and connect with incredible and inspiring rising stars looking like you. So yeah, thank you very much for taking the time to be there with me. Thanks. Yeah, oh, thanks for, for that. Yeah, for that great uh, experimentation. <laughs> <laughs> right now, we the like narrative in Hollywood and uh, is not really uh, multicultural and doesn't represent everybody beside like the Western Caucasian culture. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and. From that point, I, I would like to know, like, how, because, yeah, how came that uh, concept of uh, EXT? Sure. Um, <clears throat> so I guess, I guess just originally the idea, I, I, I just had this idea of, you know, I, I, I read up on a lot of science fiction and I see what's kind of being said in that genre and, and by mm -hmm. writers and, and novelists and filmmakers and so on. And it just felt very much uh, like it was stuck in the 80s <laughs> and like early 90s. Yeah. And a lot and of the themes were like, you know, like a lot of the themes were kind of going to this place. Like, what if, you know, our minds could be uploaded into a digital world? And it's like, sure, okay. And, and usually that's where a lot of stories ended. Um, yeah. With that kind of being, you know, realized and saying like, holy crap, you can do it. Or, or that there was something impossible about it or that it wasn't, um, you couldn't do it or there's something horrific about it. And so I just kind of was more interested in, okay, but if that's a goal, like what happens next? And that was really what kind of fueled my imagination for it. Mm -hmm. and, and usually whenever I come up with any kind of story, it comes, it doesn't come from really one place. It comes from kind of a bunch of different places and different ideas that eventually coalesce into one thing. So yeah. what do you that, mean exactly? Yeah. So, so for that, like, uh, like I was saying, like that idea of like what happens next was kind yeah. of one idea in the, the back of my head. Another was, I, I thought it would be really cool to almost do something that was a reverse Terminator in a weird way, where it was like, <laughs> what if the heroes were robots and they were going through the real world and we had to figure out like what that adventure would be. And then it was also kind of like, well, what would those robots be? Like, how could it be interesting? And then I kind of pulled from all these movies that I really liked, um, one of them being The Seven Samurai. And I just like that, that kind of idea. And, and especially with, with um, samurai films, there's this, this idea or like underlying story about that changing time mm -hmm. and how do you cope with the changing time. So for The Seven Samurai, it was very much, you know, the, the time of The Samurai was ending. And mm -hmm. you had all of these kind of, you know, Ronin that were out in the world and they, they didn't really have a purpose and they're trying to figure out, okay, what do we do? And in the end, they still don't have anything to do, but they, they kind of go out doing good. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the whole purpose of that story. So I, I, so it was just all of these ideas coming into one place and it was, and then I just kind of came up with this idea of, 
okay, what would that world look like? How, what happens once everyone uploads their mind into a digital world? What is the politics of that look like? What does the economy look like? What does, mm. you know, how do people work? Because they're still people. If yeah. you're, you're copying a human mind, you're still copying an essence of what a person is. So to me, it was kind of, okay, so you, so you have these people that upload their minds into a digital world. Obviously, they're still going to want to be human, right? So yeah. they're still going to want to eat, even though they don't have to, because there's a joy yeah. with eating. Uh, you know, they're going to want to, you know, still have sex. They're going to still want to have relationships. They're going to still want to have kids. Yeah. Um, and that's where it was kind of, kind of interesting, where it's like, okay, now let's go even further with that. Let's go crazy into the future, mm. you know, like after that's happened. And what happens to those kids, right? And then what yeah. happens to those, the, the, their children? And it's like, well, you start seeing, and then of course I'm kind of seeing what's happening in our world with, you know, there being a problem with generational conflict mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, even in, in, in here in Canada, Japan and, and the US, you, you have this thing where the older generation is not retiring for a longer mm-hmm. period of time. They're, they're yeah. staying very present in the world um, and it's kind of creating a roadblock. Yeah. Where you see, you know, the generation that comes next can't really do anything and they can't really go anywhere. And then, you know, the, their children, it, it just kind of keeps having this, you know, uh, like Russian doll effect. And, it's, yeah. and I just thought that was such an interesting idea where it's like, what happens? I mean, we always end stories with immortality being kind of the be all end all. But when it, if it becomes normalized, it becomes political. Mm. And so then I just kind of kept going on that tangent. So all this time, and this is the, just the case with everything I do, every story I do, I'm drawing, I'm writing, I'm, I'm yeah. you know, 3D modeling and sculpting, and just having kind of a, a, a foot in all of those different art forms while I'm thinking, it just, it, it, that's just how I work and how I, yeah. I, I, I create things. That's what I've done since I was a kid. So. In the end, it just became this world where it's like, okay, there's a generational war, yeah. and you know, eventually that bleeds onto the outside world where people haven't been for centuries, and now you have to put a, together a group of people that know how to survive that real world. Well, not yeah. everyone would have that skill anymore, so yeah. you have to kind of choose from what you had. So you, you know, you look at gamers, and gamers would probably have a very good understanding of how to survive in a real world. <laughs> would be based off of it. And then it's like, okay, you'd need someone that could hack or knows how to, under, uh, how to reprogram other machines. So you'd get yeah. a hacker from that world, which would probably be a criminal. Uh, and then you'd get this person that would understand how, what it means to, you know, to fight that yeah. you know, has done that in her own way. And then you have all these different people and that would have to be from different generations. So you have a group mm. of people that have never spoken to each other before mm. out in the wilderness, having to save humanity, but at the same time kind of have to understand oh, I actually didn't know a lot about this generation or about yeah. that generation. They have to rethink themselves and challenge their identity and what that means in, in a world that they've never seen before, or if they have, haven't seen for centuries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, that, that's really, that's really deep. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's, very, it's very, I've always had a trouble uh, being in shallow conversation. <laughs> 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 it's always it's always either a 10 or no it's just nothing but a 10 for me it's just always yeah. uh yeah but but those are always been i mean that's the thing i've always loved about movies and yeah. entertainment is 
you know, if you're going to tell a story, I think it's, yeah, I mean, you can tell whatever story you want, but I think mm. there's something to be said about telling a challenging story. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. for me as a kid, those stories, even if I didn't get them right away, I, I loved living up to that challenge. So mm. it's like, you know, think about this. Like, what yeah. do you think? And it's like, I don't know. I have to, I'm going to keep watching it because I like that <laughs> feeling. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I think there's nothing wrong with setting an audience expectation up here. Yeah. Um, because, you know, maybe they don't want to go there. That's fine. They don't watch it. But I think yeah. there's a lot of people, especially kids, where they yeah. don't know that they're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. So they rise to the challenge. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. No, but I think that that's, uh, but that's what I like, basically, in the, in the short. It's because that, that's really, and, but, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that, that brings you somewhere, like, uh, that you're not used to, at a place where you're not used to be, uh, and you not necessarily not not used to be, but you don't see, you don't see yeah. often in the in the show, and uh, that's why right now me I, I kind of uh, of stopping watching uh, movies or like TV show because it's like too shallow and uh, and uh, yeah and it's, yeah. it's it's like they they treat the audience like dumb people who just want to. I don't know, see some explosion here and there and that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, some special effects and uh, yeah. yeah. That's sadly, I think that's, I mean, I, I, I call myself, you know, a, a big sci-fi uh, fan, but mm. my list of favorites are very, it's a very small list. Yeah. Um, and I think a big reason of that is, is because I've become such a fan, I'm very critical of the yeah. medium and of the genre. So, and, and it's, and I loved, I mean, originally it made, film has always trailed on the ambitions of sci-fi like mm -hmm. that medium has always like earth to the moon like some of the first yeah. films ever made were these creative um you know sci-fi ideas and mm -hmm. it, it it and you had and because of that you have to advance the tech to tell those stories yeah so there was always this relationship between telling a story but also understanding the medium enough to push it mm -hmm. so i think i've always seen those things being going hand to hand. So I, I love VFX, I love CGI, mm. so long as it's serving a purpose, as long, yeah. long as it's telling a story, and so long as it's presenting you something that mm. you've never seen before. And, and that to me has always been a really important thing. So, you know, in the 90s when CGI blew up, it was mm. because we've never seen that before. Yeah. Like we saw, you know, Jurassic Park, we saw a dinosaur. Yeah that looked as li like living things and we saw, <laughs> you know, the T-1000, it's like, well, you couldn't do that yeah. anyway. Yeah. You had to use CG. Yeah. So there was just this, this very one-to-one uh, -one relationship with innovation and storytelling. And I think we've lost that. Yeah. Know, especially like as the 90s got, like at the end of the 90s, I think there was a point, I mean, you still got good films. You still had The Matrix, for example. Mm. You still had, you know, like those kind of films that were still pushing things, but at a certain point, there became a divide where the directors and the VFX specialists mm. or, or, or um, artists were not a part of the same team, really. Yeah. Um, it became more of a service, which is great, mm. but I think it, you can very well tell when there's a disconnect between a director's story mm -hmm. and the images they want to use to tell that story. Sometimes yeah. it's, it's very direct and it's great. Um, like James Cameron and some of those kind of directors. Mm. Um, but then you have some where you could tell they didn't care. 
They just yeah. kind of like, just give me whatever works. <laughs> you know, just flat, yeah, yeah. bright, and, and just, and, and so it, it's, and it's like any element in film. If you, if, if you don't care about it, it just becomes, mm. it feels, it feels like it's not, it's running automatically. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. it's not really utilizing the tool set that, mm. that you're supposed to use if you're in film. So I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm skeptical about the genre too. I, yeah. I feel like um, you sh it should be limitless, but mm. uh, I, I think it's an imagination problem. I think yeah. we, there's just not enough uh, uh, people telling stories we haven't heard before. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, how come like uh, EXT is not yet in a, like a uh, in theater or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, there's a lot of reasons. I'm sure yeah. I, it's. Uh, I mean, like we've it, it, with the short, it's been great because it's just we, we've just been going all over. Uh, I mean, especially all over North America, but it has yeah. gone to Spain to Australia, um, you know, uh, a few other places in Europe. Um, it's doing really well. It's really getting attention, which mm. is fantastic. And I, I think it's also. I mean. Um, it's tough because it's it's such a big story, mm -hmm. and it's and it's so hard to get all of that into one short. Um, yeah, of course. But what's what's always so good about the the short that I really really love and I'm, and I'm proud of is that it always initiates a conversation, mm -hmm. um, and people that if I'm able to watch in the theater and then get questions after or, or talk to people after the film, mm -hmm. that conversation just goes for a really really long time. And <laughs> Great. It's the kind of thing, uh, those were the kind of movies I've always loved. Yeah. And so to see it do that is, is, is something I'm really proud of. Um, but I mean, at the moment, I've been uh, working on um, creating it as a, as a package for an animated series. Okay. Um, and specifically as a series because uh, the story is so grand and there is a mm. lot of things I, I, I would love to say in that world. Mm -hmm. um, I did write it originally as a feature, but uh, after you know years working on the short but then also mm. like following it in festivals mm. um, it just brought me to a place where it's like I think this can be told really well in animation and especially mm -hmm. utilizing you know CG and 2D yeah. uh, together I think there's I, I love both styles mm -hmm. and I think there's something that both brings brings to the table so I think especially in talking about this universe mm. I think uh, you, using both is, is an ideal way to do it. So, so now, especially this year, I've been just pitching yeah. uh, almost nonstop to different <laughs> studios and then like adapting things and then yeah. writing things. And, and it's great because there's so much interest and it's mm. just about getting it to the right kind of eyes. Um, mm. And, uh, and, it, and, it, and it, it's tough because it is an ambitious project. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's not um, it it is its own Star Wars in a lot of ways. Like yeah, so much uh, uh, world building and so many character uh, building, and and it's tough to do when it's just me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. so you know so I'm I'm literally designing and building a lot of the characters yeah, yeah. on my own, and then for the short, obviously I had a team, and they're all just really amazing, talented artists that I've worked with in the past. Um, but it, it it all starts from you know me putting pen to paper, whether that be a yeah. drawing, or, you know, uh, uh, modeling or, or, or writing, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, because, uh, 
yeah, I was watching the, the pictures of like the shooting that you did and everything. And I was like, wow, because you have the access to uh, like some great, like great equipments, like uh, green screen uh, facilities and everything. And yeah, I was like, how, how did you manage to, to put that together? Because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a personal project that you started and uh, like there is, you, there is no like big producer behind that, or all that kind of things. So could, could you explain like how you, you managed to, to, like from the idea of EXT mm-hmm. to go to in production and after post-production and everything? Sure. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess just really quickly, the first thing I did was, you know, I had a bunch of drawings, I had a bunch of writing, I, I wrote a feature. And I was just at, there's a certain point, obviously, in terms of how far you can go mm. or you need help. Uh, yeah. You can't do it all alone, even though I still, like, in a stupid way, I seem to wa- always want to try to. <laughs> um, uh, it, it, you, you shouldn't. And, and, and at some point, you run into that wall where you just can't. And yeah. so, you know, I just very uh, openly put out a call on LinkedIn. Mm. And just say like, look, I, I have this project. I really believe in this story. I really believe in the world, um, mm. but I need some help. And I'd love to, yeah. you know, if there's any producers out there that are interested in this idea, let's talk. Yeah. So uh, that brought a lot of conversations, um, mm. but there was one person, my producer for this uh, short specifically, mm. um, uh, uh, Zeus Contianus who uh, runs Zeus Pictures, and it's just a, a, a young, um, up-and-coming producer who's done a lot of short films before and directed. Mm. And he was just like, this looks awesome. This is totally the kind of thing I'd love to help out with. Mm. Um, let me read the script. Let me give you some ideas, some, some pointers, and we'll see what we can do. So through that, um, he was like, okay, this story is huge, and I'd love to work on it. However, it is because it's huge, it's crazy expensive. So there's no way I can like get that money, but I can give you enough to start a short as a mm. concept. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome. That would be fantastic. So yeah. um, just with that amount, and it wasn't a lot, but the mm. whole point was to, I proved to him and he showed, you know, through my portfolio and what mm. I can do that this is something that I can do with a very minimal crew and cast. Mm. Um, so because I've, you know, I've, been in the industry for 10 years. Um, yeah. I, I know I've jumped around to so many different VFX houses and animation houses. I know what costs money. Mm. And I know how if, you, if you're planning your VFX from script, from yeah. the point of writing, um, you, you save so much money because you're making sure that the effects that you have are telling the story you want, it, you want mm. to tell. Um, there's no wasted, you know, like there's no fat to cut out. There's no like, let's try this and then have to go back and yeah. say, oh, I guess we couldn't do that. Let's try this. And yeah. it's, it, it's very one-to-one. So from that point, it was just, um, you know, I, obviously the first thing to do was to um, put together a crew. Um, mm. And from that, it, it was just, I, I literally had moved to Toronto. I was in Toronto for maybe about two months. Mm. As soon as I came here, and I have family here, but um, I haven't lived lived here for for about like 16 years. Mm. So um, so when I moved here, and that was about five years ago now, um, I immediately just tried to look, search, just did LinkedIn emails, just 
scanned the area and saw who was available and who was interested. And usually, I think that's what's really cool about sci-fi too, is when you have an interesting high concept idea, it, it attracts the right kind of minds mm. and talents, you know? So there was, you know, people were like, oh, I know this guy, he would be really good. This would be really good. And just really quickly, I, I kind of built my team and they're a team I would still work with on anything I, 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 I want to do in the future. Mm. Um, and so, you know, Bob Gundu is a cinematographer here in, in, in Toronto. He's just brilliant. He has a lot of equipment and he's really passionate about filmmaking. So he was able to do a lot of this for an insanely short amount of time and budget. Mm. Um, and uh, because he believed in the project and, the, and, and same with our, 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 our cast, we was able to, to hold auditions and, uh, you know, through the Toronto TIP program, which was really uh, uh, great. Um, we were able to find a good crew and, 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 and actors that can really get these roles right. Um, and then uh, it was just, again, just searching online, seeing, mm -hmm. you know, like who's out there and finding green screen studios. Some were really expensive, but also, mm -hmm for what we needed, we didn't really need a huge studio. We knew how yeah. to, you know, I've, I've shot other short films before and been on other sets and I, I know what it takes to get the elements you want. So, mm. you know, and, and I think that's the key point is wherever you're missing either money or resources, that's where creativity comes in. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's there's a lot we didn't have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, we were able to make it happen because of, you know, our enthusiasm and yeah. also our creativity and our imagination. So we were able yeah. to stretch very little to, to make it go a long way. Yeah. And um, so, so yeah. And then after that point, you know, when it came just to the VFX side of things, um, I would just talk about it to my colleagues mm -hmm. at work and they'd be like, mm -hmm. Hey, if you need any help with this. And, and that was literally everyone that worked on it was just, yeah. you know, a, conversation or two to the point where they were on board and they were interested and you know we made sure everyone was paid and then we we executed this project mm -hmm. so it's um and toronto i think has that spirit in it i, I think there's something really special about toronto talent uh, mm -hmm. number one it's diverse as hell like <laughs> i think it's so cool that there's so many people from so many different backgrounds mm. and we all love the same things. It's like, yeah, I'm doing a, you know, a robot action movie and they're like, I'm yeah. on board. And it's just like that everyone came together for this project. And uh, especially in the VFX, especially in the, you know, the junior roles for yeah. every company, it's, there is no majority. It's all over the place. Everybody's mm. uh, um, um, there. Uh, 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 in terms of gender, in terms of you know orientation, in terms of background, uh, racially, it's 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 very rich, mm. and I think that goes a long way, especially when it comes to you know giving someone everyone a say in terms of what the project looks like. Yeah. So so yeah, it was really cool, and it really came together well. And I mean, yeah. we we released the film last year, yeah. and yeah, it's just been we've just been following it wherever we could. So. Because I saw that yeah the the crew and the cast was like super multicultural yeah and I yeah. really like that yeah yeah and I mean that's always I mean especially when it comes to this story in particular one thing I really wanted to nail down uh, mm. and this is, you know in the in the animation project as well 
um, is a is an honest understanding of what humanity is. Mm. Um, because one of those things that that's kind of a pet peeve for me uh, mm. in particular is is sci-fi tends to be very it likes to talk a very broad game and a very like high concept game, yeah. but it's stuck in a very <laughs> limited perspective and a very limited point of view. And can you develop? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's like a lot a lot of sci-fi loves to talk about you know humanity and what yeah. humanity is and all these sorts of things, but we only see predominantly Caucasian males in those worlds. Saving the um, world. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's literally like, it's, it's like everyone else vanished and no one <laughs> talks about it. It's, it's like a weird, weird situation. And yeah, like, yeah. you know, I, I remember even, uh, and, and I, I think it's, it's hard for me to kind of even get into like sci-fi that's pre-80s um, for that reason, because mm. it, it's, it's even worse on that end where it's like Logan's yeah. run and it's like, there's no, there's not a single person of color yeah. In the whole of the U.S., which is very strange to me, and mm -hmm. you know, and and it's it's a weird it's a weird situation because I feel like um, it it betrays a very a very uh, a sad fact about uh, the imagination or like a hu the, just the human imagination in general, yeah. and that is that it's very poor um, and it's not it's very limited by perspective um, and. Humanity for, for me is just such a, an insanely dense concept. Yeah. Um, and be, because it, I mean, it's, you know, it has 7 billion stories and 7 <laughs> billion members. And, you know, and when most people think about humanity, they're probably thinking of just people that look like them. Yeah. But it's, it's so obviously larger than that. And in mm. a way that, that always, I always found profound because it's, it's, I mean, even in the way that we kind of use nomenclature to figure it out, I'm, and of course we're using, you know, European or yeah. uh, uh, Anglo-centric yeah. um, um, <clears throat> nomenclature for that. And, you know, it's like you have mankind. Well, already we're talking about half the human population. Yeah. So that word doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, you know, and then, we, and then we go even further where it's just like, you know, we... It, it, it works so backwards. We have to find words to describe the majority of humanity yeah. in a way that the normal words don't encompass. So, for example, you know, we use the word LGBTQ. Mm. Like, and, and people are like, oh, why are there so many letters in, uh, on this word? It's like, well, because that's humanity. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's, it's, it's yeah. like, that's, that's a lot of humanity. That's a huge yeah. section of humanity. And it's like, you know, we use the word the, the the like BIPOC, yeah, and it's the same thing. It's just like you know, Black Indigenous people of color. It's like, well, that's most of the planet, <laughs> you know. Definitely, like, that's, that's true. Literally, like eighty percent of the planet, if not more. And it's like that's insane to me because yeah. it's like though that's literally most of the planet, and we're 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 going out of our way to describe you know, mostly everybody, mm. and the stories that are being told are like not even 1% of the human story. Yeah. So, you know, when I watch sci-fi and they're saying like, what does it mean to be human? And it's mostly like a, you know, like a white male protagonist yeah. that's asking that question. And it's like, yeah. the, and then the answer tends to be like, well, it's something that is not robotic or something <laughs> that is not this. And usually it doesn't give an answer. It likes yeah. to leave it up in this ambiguous thing where it's like, 
it's you know the soul of it or the the, the heart of it and it's like that on the surface there's something i get it there's something very you know poetic about that mm. but you didn't actually present a question that you were interested in answering yeah and that's always been my frustration is that it, it leaves it so open that it actually isn't tackling that question mm. and that's what's so difficult about it because when i watch when especially growing up um as a kid all of my heroes were the robots the aliens and those sorts of things because i grew up in virginia saskatchewan which is a predominantly white community yeah and i understood what it's like to be you know gawked at or you know um very clearly seen as a visible minority and yeah. all questioned where i was from you know, and I'd say Toronto, and that mm. clearly wasn't what they were expecting me to say. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's like, why do you talk that way? Why are you act that way? Why are you interested in science? Like, I had to explain myself, my mm. humanity, yeah, like consistently through my life. So when I would watch sci-fi movies, and you know, white people never had to ask, answer those questions, mm. but robots and aliens did. <laughs> yeah you know and so it's like i got that i felt mm -hmm. I, I understood that part of the story which is like defend your existence yeah always and and try and and explain to everyone else what your position in the human world is yeah yeah and it's and it's and you know like when you're a kid that gets exhausting but I'm also kind of glad I had it because mm. it, it made me, it, I was always thinking about that. Like, what is, what is humanity actually? And it's like, you know, it's not what I'm seeing in film. Yeah, because that's true. Already, I mean, if you look at most sci-fi, there are exceptions and there are, there are more exceptions that's getting better, mm. but it's predominantly white male. Yeah. Um, uh, and hetero as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's, such a slice like such mm. a thin slice of what you know that story is that it's like you know and of course when minorities usually tell stories it has to be about the, a reality um uh, or, or what happened in the past or the yeah. story that's most accepted when it's like you know most of what the stories that have been told by any almost every culture mm. isn't, isn't really about reality it's about their future yeah you know and it's about their past like storytelling is is not is, is such a, a an amorphous grand thing to do that in a in the especially in the west you know it's like well we're gonna go if, if you if you think of a black film yeah it's to talk about black society or black <laughs> yeah it's like, you know but but white culture doesn't and it's like it doesn't yeah. have to keep explaining itself where yeah where, yeah that's true you know and it's not that it doesn't exist that's the crazy thing I, you know like there's like it's so especially now it's obvious mm. because of the internet there's so many black nerds like mm. it's a thing and it's like there's so oh, many, yeah you know and, and like black anime fans black sci-fi fans black uh fantasy fans it's always been there this isn't new it's yeah, just like, yeah the first time people are kind of seeing and hearing about it and that includes black people too like mm. there was, especially as a, like, as a kid i didn't know there were other people like me i uh, yeah yeah you know, i, I completely relate because me with the i'm kind of pioneer of like a 
the development of animation in, in Europe, in France specifically. And mm -hmm. at that time, so it's like maybe 20, over 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like I was probably one of the rare, <laughs> like African yeah. guy in those stuff. And yeah. like when it comes, for example, when it comes to cosplay, Oh my God, me! I, I never did cosplay because of that. Because it was like, oh no, you cannot do that character. Yeah. You have to do this character. Yeah. And uh, me at that time, it was like uh, like the time of the Street Fighter, maybe two or three. I don't remember with the yeah. DJ, the DJ guy. So basically, I could do only that character in terms of cosplay <laughs> because in animation there is no. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's and that's the other part of it is that like yeah. you, you really want to. I mean, you know, like I mean, as a kid, I said like you know, like most of my heroes were like aliens or robots and stuff. Yeah, and they were, but it's like also the Ninja Turtles was like that's awesome because I could totally cosplay as that or like <laughs> something like that. Like I, there was nothing weird about that. Yeah, but yeah. like you know, I I guess of all of them, that was it was like Batman. Yeah, and Batman was was my favorite for a while until yeah. Spawn came out, and I was all about Spawn because he was that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was so all about it, and I and I loved that character, and it felt and 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 there was, I mean, when people kind of say you know like, like representation matters. Yeah, um, for the people that don't get that, it's like I it it would be so great to live in that kind of privilege, mm. <laughs> you know, because it's like to see yourself everywhere. It it it, it already cements you as saying oh the world the world sees me as a default yeah but i've never i've it's been very clear that that's not me yeah exactly yeah you know and i think th that's all i mean it's, that's it's talking about absurd ideas the idea of a, a default human <laughs> is also patently absurd but yeah it's it's also you know it's one of those things where it's just like this is what culture and media does. It, yeah. it, people believe those stories more than they believe reality, sadly. Um, and so when when I've seen people kind of like brush things off, it's like it's just a movie, it's just television, it's just this. It's like if it it should be, it should be just entertainment. But people believe it. Yeah. Especially if they've never actually understood those stories from the people that are represented in them. So you know when I was living in Regina and everyone's like, why don't you, why don't you talk black? I could easily reflect it in the office. He's like, what does it mean to talk white? Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's such an absurd question. And all yeah, yeah, yeah. It. But it's because all they've ever seen of black people was what they saw on television, on television. Exactly. Exactly. So, and movies. Mm. So, you know, it might not be harmful, you know, for the people that aren't living those experiences, yeah. but someone that is, it's, yeah. it's, you know, people would rather believe that the, what they saw on television was real mm. than what I was as a human being was real. And that's yeah. weird. That's it's completely like, weird. You know, because it's, it's and, I've, and I've noticed this, especially, you know, lately now that we're, we're having this conversation where, mm. you know, characters are, are change are swapping gender or race. And it's yeah. like, you know, a, a black 007 or a black Superman. Yeah. Obviously, it's hit with just a wave of rage and like, mm. you know, you can't do that. It's this and that. It's yeah, like, but yeah. they're not a real character. <laughs> you know, and, and, I, yeah. and, I've seen, and I've seen like 
people that are fans of, of these characters, they will outright verbally assault or, mm. or, or yell at real actual people. Yeah. And in the defense of a made up character. <laughs> And it, and it just kind of, it's just one of those things where, I mean, as a, as a kid, you know, my, and my dad was always like, like, just remember, it's not a movie, it's just a movie, it's not real, and all these things. Mm. He's like, yeah, I got excited, and, and, and you know, I, I love film, and I love stories. Yeah. But it just kind of made me realize, like, it is kind of nuts that people are, are people get attached more to stories or fictions yeah. than yeah. the view of reality. And I think it's probably because that's touch their identity because yeah. they don't have that uh, uh, because they have their representation yeah and they don't want to like compromise or change or be represented by something else than themselves uh, yeah quotes yeah well it, yeah. it reminds me a lot of like when I think of like when I see some people with it where, where you know they say like um, you know, Pluto's not a planet anymore. And it's like, yeah, it's true. It's not. The science has gotten better where we understand what a planet means, what, you know, uh, a star means. Like, mm -hmm. there's a classification. And as we learn more about it, the words change. Yeah. But I've seen people be like, well, it was a planet to me. <laughs> and it's, and there's like a weird thing there where it's just like, it, no, just, just change your beliefs. Like, yeah. it, you have to now update your mm -hmm. views. It, it's not a planet anymore, and yeah. that's okay. And it's the same with like dinosaurs had feathers. Yeah. Well, they didn't when I was a kid. <laughs> well, if we know that they did now, technically they always did. Yeah. Uh, but but there's something about this sense of like my childhood. Yeah. Being a precious thing, and and honestly, I feel like no one's childhood is precious. Mm. That's the whole point. You grow up, you learn, you know, how the world has changed. Yeah. And, and that it wasn't as it, as you thought it was, which is mm. just what growing up is. Um, and you adapt your thinking to it, but like, it's, it just kind of shows just how in love, you know, just humanity in general is with the words that they use. Mm. And I find that that's such a, a strange thing that people would rather defend a word which represents a real thing mm. than the real thing that it's supposed to represent. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's weird because, you know, when I was young, when I was in high school, I wanted to go into the sciences. I was, I was very, I was thinking about it, um, mm. either physics, astrophysics, or, or yeah. biology. And in the end, I chose to go for art um visual art specifically i was always drawing and creating worlds and it's like no matter what i'll always be doing that so yeah. that just feels more honest to me yeah um but there was a point when i um was in that path where i was like maybe i chose the wrong thing because i was in art school and it was very yeah. it was very philosophical or not philosophical i love the philosophy of it but it was very um it's very static, it felt, and it was very insular. Mm. So it, was, it, was, it wasn't about necessarily kind of reaching out. It was more of kind of recycling the same ideas within mm. its, its community. Um, and I was kind of like, maybe I should have gone into science. But there was a point where I was kind of like, I realized the power of storytelling. Mm. Um, because I always, I, I mean, I loved stories, but that, that I knew in my head, it, it, I thought that adults 
cared more about reality than I did about story. <laughs> I didn't understand humanity as a kid. And I, I would say most of us don't, but like, yeah. I, I just assume that, you know, like adults really do care about what's real and what's true, mm. um, which clearly isn't the case uh, as we've seen this year anyways. But with, with that, I, 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 with learning more about how to tell stories and how to use stories and how to, you know, write characters and, and, and all the components that, that come together when it comes to telling a story, I realized that no, people, people love stories. You know, like you can hand someone a data chart about everything that's happening somewhere. Mm. But if you have that next to, you know, a painting or, you know, a, um, a video of someone passionately giving a speech, mm. they'll choose the speech almost yeah. every time. Yeah. And, and I think there's, that's, that's just, that's the, one of those things about humanity that's so strange is that it, it, in order to understand reality, it needs a fable. Yeah. You know, like it, it, it almost, it's like the only way to kind of like, um, whereas like machines, you need, you need, you know, binary or something artificial to understand reality. For us, we do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You need to understand a story. Like stories are the only way that we seem to understand truth or the idea of what truth is. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, when we're thinking about things that we think are true, they usually are a story. And that could be something as simple as a word. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that you know, like man and woman, that's true. And it's like, well, not really, because biologically speaking, there's been everything in between. Yeah. It's not, there's gradients everywhere. Like the yeah, reality yeah. of the world is just gradients. But because we're taught as a kid that there's these, you know, there's five colors and that's it. Mm. It's like when we get older and someone says, actually, no, there's a sixth color. Or there's a seventh. We're like, stop ruining the universe for me. <laughs> that's you know, exactly like, that. That's true. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, how dare you break down the <laughs> fundamental like part of the world? And it's like, no, no, yeah, no. The yeah. words can change. The words yeah. are a means to meaning. Yeah. But we always confuse that with just with the truth of the world. And mm. I think that's where I see a lot of people's frustration come from, mm. um, especially when it deals with people. I think the the, the subject of people. It's just such a complicated thing in reality. And we've used such stupid words to figure it out and such small, you know, like cramped words to, to, to understand it where it's like, you know, even, even the, the, the nomenclature we use for race today where it's like Asian, yeah. well, that's already pretty much half the planet. Yeah. And it's a continent and it's like Africa. Two of the largest yeah. continents now have one word associated with them and they each have thousands of languages yeah but it's europe that's the smallest continent the fewest <laughs> amount of countries and you know it's and it's like well clearly we know who told this story yeah yeah <laughs> and, and um I, I wish i could remember her name there was a there's a famous uh, uh writer author who said protagonism is propaganda and i've always loved that phrase because ever now ever since i heard it I look at movies and television completely differently because it's true. Um, when you're telling a story, you're presenting your perspective mm-hmm. as truth. And I mean, obviously there's truths in that story for sure, but there is a level of, you know, especially, especially when you start seeing just one of those stories told over mm-hmm. and over and over, people believe it and yeah. they believe that that, 
character is true. And I've seen, you know, a lot of stories tell a perspective of a terrible person, like absolutely the worst person you can mm. think of. But because they're the protagonist, we're willing to defend them mm. and, and go along with them on their journey. And obviously mm. there's, a, there's, some, you know, there's good writing to do that sometimes, sometimes. Mm. but other times it, it relies solely just on who the protagonist is. So, you know, like Breaking Bad being one of the most famous ver versions mm. of that, but they did it in a way where they told you at the end, you were rooting for the wrong person. Yeah. You know, but like, yeah. when I, even when I go to like, you know, like mobster movies or um, looking even, even at superheroes sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I, I used to love Batman as a kid. And now I look at him like, that's not a person I would be cheering for in the mm. world, in the real world. Yeah. And it's like, and obviously times change, but it's like, the, I, I think, and also our understanding of morality gets updated, which mm. is great. It should always be the case. But I find it interesting that our stories are, are, are coming from a place of perspective first. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we assume that that means that they're good. Yeah. So we, we equate perspective or protagonism with the morality. So it's like, I've seen a lot of people defend, you know, Walter White or, you know, uh, um, James Bond when it's like, yeah. he's actually a terrible spy. He's not good at his job. Um, <laughs> And he, he ruins every place he goes to. And with the complete disregard to the people, yeah. um, he's terrible to women. He's he yeah. literally like, it, and it's just like, he's actually a terrible person, but because we've been following yeah. that character, we just assume that there's something. And, and of course, it's not just protagonism, but the world that surrounds those characters agrees with those characters. Mm. And that's one of those things when it comes to world building that I think is always important is uh, I think a lot of people forget that the worlds of a story are just as fabricated as, you know, the characters that live in them. So, you know, in, in, in Gotham, everyone's kind of, they, not only are they mentally ill, but they look, <laughs> they look sickly. <laughs> you know, like they like Joker's thin, he's gangly, like yeah, yeah. penguin's fat and whatever. And, <laughs> You know, and Bane is just too huge. Like, it's like they're all cartoonishly, like, exaggerated. Uh, but they're all, each one of their purpose is to make sure that the protagonism feels neutral or default. Mm. So the world is doing a lot of work to keep Batman mm. a hero. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things when I'm, whenever I'm writing stories, I'm always thinking about that. But at the same time, thinking about, okay, but I also want to make sure that you're seeing what the character is doing as that you're, you're open to judge them mm. um, and also open to see them fail or not quite do the thing you want them to do. I think mm. there needs to be a better sense of the, the audience's interaction when it comes to bringing empathy um, mm -hmm. to the table. So instead of just coming you know, to the table and seeing Superman, it's like, well, clearly I'm supposed to like this person you know, coming to a story where we see a character that doesn't fit that perfect understanding yeah. of what a person in America should be, mm. um, but still feeling like they're a hero based off their actions. Um, so I, I think there just needs to be, and I think video games do this really well. Um, yeah. I also think, uh, I mean, this is, 
especially growing up, anime has always kind of done this in an incredible Yeah, it was way. always like that in anime. And yeah. I think it's, it's probably, because uh, with anime, animation, like even the, the, bad, the bad character, uh, like the, yeah, had like some reason. It's not, yeah. like, it's not like black and white is gray. He had some yeah. reason to act as he's acting. Yeah, and, uh, and for video game, I think it started with uh, Metal Gear. Yeah, have like those story, like very, uh, you know, like with uh, different perspective. Exactly. Yeah, and I, and I think I mean obviously <clears throat> um, when it comes to entertainment, Japan and the U.S. are just such mm -hmm. juggernauts. Yeah, that those are really. I mean, and, and I, it's only now that I'm starting to see, you know, stories come from Korea or India, Africa, like all yeah. these other places. And it's, it's great because the more stories they get to tell, the more we get an understanding of what kind of stories you can tell. Mm. Um, but because for, especially in the 90s, and especially for me, yeah, I was only seeing these two uh, uh, cultures, stories being told, um, I would gravitate to anime because it mm. was it was the kind of story I didn't get to see a lot of. Yeah. Um, and all of those stories, they they never viewed antagonism as being wrong. Mm -hmm. um, it was just it was more about their actions that were criticized. Yeah. So they were going about it in the wrong way, and especially with a lot of characters, there's more of a sense of befriending. The antagonists mm -hmm. so there's always you know there's like a big bad usually in a lot of animes but there's always like kind of a rival yeah who is completely opposite to the character but you see them become friends yeah um as time goes and progresses and i think there's just something really that's such a non-american way of telling a story yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because like you said it's shades of gray yeah. And, um, and a lot of the times they point out the flaws in the hero mm -hmm. just as much as the hero will point yeah. out the flaws in the villain. Yeah, yeah so, because the, the heroes start from zero, basically, in animation. Yeah, yeah. They start from <laughs> zero and it evolve, and we see the evolution of the, the character, and we see his weakness, and how we overcome all those weaknesses to be at the level, uh, to be able to, uh, yeah, achieve his goal and, uh, yeah, the yeah, and face the challenges in front of him or her. Well, you used a key word there that I agree 100%. That's evolution. Yeah. Um, in, in almost all of the anime that I've watched, the hero has to build their strength. Mm. So it's something they have to train at or get yeah. to press. Whereas in Amer a lot of American heroes, it just happens to them. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it, it, like out of nowhere, they just, you know, they're either bit by a spider or, you know, like, or they born like that. Rays, yeah. Or, or, you know, they, they just learn that they're Superman. Like, they're, it's, yeah. they're, it's always something that just kind of happens to them. Yeah. And, and because they have power, it's yeah. now their, their responsibility to carry it out. Whereas in Japan, it's, or in, in anime anyways, it's, um, you have to build that power. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and, and it's, it's progressive and, mm -hmm. it, and it takes time and, you know, and, and you have to really work hard. It, it's based yeah. off of your character yeah. more than it is based off of your circumstance. So, and, and that's what's so interesting is that, you know, just these are just two cultures. Yeah. And they're just the only cultures that you know, in the past, were able to tell their stories, and already we're seeing like just such a huge difference between them. Imagine if every culture had that ability. Yeah, 
that would be amazing. And recently, <laughs> I was thinking about like the, like usually the American character getting all the power. And I was like, hmm, it feels like that there is some kind of a lobbying of uh, the nuclear, <laughs> the nuclear like lobby. Yeah. No, well, this this yeah. is so. This is one of those things that I think is so, like, so interesting. Like, I, I when I was in art school, I, I had an art teacher that told me um, every artwork you do is a self-portrait, whether you yeah. want it to be or not. Mm-hmm. And there's there's just so much truth in that when it comes to. I mean, I look at that in my own work all the time. Yeah. It's like, what is this saying about me? Like, what is like what are the, what are the things that I'm not noticing that is the saying about me? And there's always mm-hmm. stuff there. Yeah. I think you can tell so much about a person based off the stories they tell mm-hmm. because it, it, it betrays their inner thoughts. Yeah. You know, and, and I think you know, obviously the more you've done this or the more uh, um, control you have of a project, the more transparent it is. But mm. um, with Western film, it's, it betrays such... It, it, it's so European, like it, 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 it's so um, specifically, and obviously this is the case in Canada and also the US, it betrays such a tie to colonialism. Yeah. Um, almost in every facet where it's like, um, I mean, even even though, you know, Star Trek is always given this, this you know, position, and it is, right, yeah. so of, of a very like forward thinking kind of world, um, it's still very colonial where, you know, everyone around the captain is a minority. Yeah. None of them necessarily are captains themselves. <laughs> they all speak English. They all, even like aliens speak English. Yeah. Um, and especially in the 60s, obviously this got, this improved over time, but even the 60s with Kirk, you know, mm-hmm. he goes to a planet, he sees everything that's wrong about them, tells them they're mm-hmm. doing it wrong, <laughs> that they need to be more like human, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, and it's, and it's never, you never see humanity joining someone else's coalition. It's only aliens have to join us. Yeah. Then they will be fully realized people. Essentially. Yeah. Um, and even, and I mean, this continues even now where it's, you know, even in build the guardians of the galaxy or, or, um, you know, other space-faring mm. uh, uh, shows, minorities are literally people of color. Like, literally. They're purple. Yeah. They're green. They're, like, they're decorations. They're not <laughs> people. Yeah. They're, you know, and, and, and usually if they're female, they're attractive, and, like, mm. the, the captain's always sleeping with them, and yeah. they're exoticized. And it's, like, yeah. it's, very, it's very clearly from that perspective. And it's, like, what is alien in all of these movies is what is not European. Mm-hmm. That's what alien means in most of those films. Yeah. Um, same with robotic. Uh, you know, what is robotic is what is not male or what is not Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the other is us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's most of humanity is the other. So it's like, yeah, when, yeah. even with Avatar, where it's like, you know, the alien is the Native American. African. Yeah. Like exactly. tribal, um, Asian, like the other is always non, uh, even more specifically, non-Anglo, uh, mm. you know, non-English. And it's like, and so I, I, what's so funny about that is that 
it's ne they never take into consideration that most of the other most of the world is looking at this being like that's clearly supposed to be us. Yeah, exactly. You know, like it's, it's like it's like it's, it's clearly yeah, yeah. us actually. Mm. It's, but what that perspective views as mm. us. Yeah. So it's like you know, they, they and it's like if they're tribal, it's like they need to become more civilized. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, if it's or or they're one with nature and they're completely devoid of technology, mm. um, but they're never European. Yeah. Like you never go to another planet and see like you know the Elizabethan uh, uh, British you know <laughs> like 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 kingdom. It's like it's never that version of, of yeah. um, uh, uh, other. Yeah, it's always kind of it's 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 um, signals uh, signaled as that's just a person that in the world that we don't understand. Mm. And so th that's why. Uh... I was uh, three. Have you seen Three Hundred? Yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. the 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 movie Three Hundred for yeah. me it shows exactly like uh, the perception. Yes. Of the the other. Yeah. Like from um, yeah, from like European perspective, because Three Hundred they're supposed to be like like Greek, I, I guess. <laughs> And uh, so it's Europe, like the yeah. back in the days that was like the big empire and everything. Well, and, <laughs> no, continue. Sorry. Yeah, and and the thing is, in the movie, they show exact like precisely other people as monsters. Yeah, yeah, they portray them as monsters, and I think it's a part of the the like folklore. Like when they see like a stranger, it's like, oh, he was like giant with like big teeth, big nose, uh, and uh, he was dark like the devil or whatever. <laughs> and uh, that the that movies portray exactly like what like uh, people uh, think. Like, yeah. In the... Well, that's and that's, that's what's so interesting to me. Like even when it comes to that movie, I mean, you have a, you have King Leonidas. Who's supposed to be Greek, but he's got a Scottish accent, <laughs> you know. And it's yeah. like, and and obviously they all look like Anglo-European, so like yeah. you know, from 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 the UK at a time where the UK did not exist. Yeah. And like, uh, and and the 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 coding is so clearly modern. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, they're talking about freedom against slavery. And there's like, there's plenty of Greeks that believe in slavery. Yeah. Spartan was like, the, 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 the place was so not like that <laughs> in any way. And it's like, they're, they're, they might as well have said for America. Yeah. Because yeah, they were yeah. pretty much there where it's just like, you know, and, and then you looked and it was such a weird, I mean, when I watched the movie at the time, it was kind of like, all right, like this is just this really intense graphic mm. thing, but, you go, especially now, and it's just like this is embarrassingly obvious. Yeah, like it's 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 to, like we're at a point where it's like, you know, the Persians were apparently every other non-white culture that has ever been on the planet, and it's like mm. you have you know Asian kind of ninja coded, <laughs> yeah, 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 and they yeah. take off a mask and they're literally orcs. Yeah, and it's like exactly and yeah. like like you know Indian cultures, Middle mm. Eastern cultures, and they're they're always given a sense of grotesqueness. They're never yeah. built. They're yeah. never like these huge, you know, and and like 
and 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 even literally down to casting mm. it's that way like the persians are not persians like the king of the persians is from brazil which again mm. is a country that did not technically literally yeah. exist at the time yeah and it's like it, it, it's it, it becomes this thing where i know the story in terms of words is about the greeks fighting the persian empire mm -hmm. but the story in terms of visuals is a completely different one and it's yeah. a, and it's i don't think it's an intent mm -hmm. i think it was accidental yeah uh, i don't think they were intending on telling the story this way where it's like in the story is about you know white western culture versus mm -hmm. everyone else yeah but that's kind of the story i saw yeah um, yeah 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 so, I mean, that, that's if that was what I saw, I was like, whoa. Yeah. And, it's, and that's, that's what's so funny. Like, it's, it's like, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's always funny seeing someone's understanding of the world. It's like, even when you look at like a children's drawing, right? And it's like, they create, the first things they usually draw is, is how they see the universe. And it's like, here's my family. Here's the dog. Here's the, 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 the animal. Here's the house. And then the sun is over here in the clouds, and that's mm. it. And it's yeah. like, that's the whole world to them. The, the, yeah. You don't want to draw the sky. That takes too long. That's too, <laughs> much, that's too many markers. It's too much blue. It's yeah. like you're, you're prioritizing your world. Yeah. Right? And it, and it becomes very much a reflection of what you believe. Yeah. And when you're telling a film, especially when you're making a movie and no one is challenging you, mm. the more likely you are going to tell the story of the world that you think exists, not yeah. the, the world that actually exists. Mm. So it's just one of those things that I've, over time, come to realize that it's like, I'm seeing someone's very clear perspective of the world, mm. yeah. not the actual world. So, you know, even when it comes down to um, sci-fi, when it comes to like robots and that sort of thing, it comes down to very clearly that no, robots are these cold, mechanical, evil things. Mm. And then, especially in the past, when someone would be like, well, challenge that. What, why is that? And it was like, well, because there's something about humanity that's just special. Yeah. I would never see that story in anime, really. In yeah. anime, it was like, no, we just don't know. No one knows what they're doing. There's robots that are human. There's, there's humans that are robotic. It's just a mashup. It's, no yeah. one understands what, what, what these identities are. But especially because a lot of sci-fi was coming from America, mm. there's a bit of a correlation that I've noticed where it's, you know, this, the story that's being told is American exceptionalism. Yeah. You know, where it's like, America is great, but you won't know why. No one can <laughs> tell you why. No one can tell you specifically why. Yeah. But it is. It just is. Yeah. <laughs> everyone just feels like it is. Yeah. You know? And and it, it and it's that kind of that thing where it's it's very emotional. Music will do the heavy lifting. Yeah. Or, you know, like acting will do the heavy lifting. But in the end, no real answer is given. Mm. And that's been, always been frustrating for me. Because yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I want to know what that is. Tell me yeah. what that is. <laughs> I've not seen and and that's where anime is so interesting because you know whether it goes in the shell um uh or um there's a video game that's fantastic called near automata mm. and they really get into it they try to figure out everyone's asking the question or if they think they know mm. it's shown as they, they eventually learn that they were lied to mm. or they were wrong 
Yeah. Um, because the truth in all of those films is they, they or in those projects is they showcase that humanity is just kind of this messy, like, like nebulous concept. Mm. Everyone thinks they know, but no one really knows. Yeah. And we're all just trying to figure it out. And I think yeah, they yeah. usually showcase their character, especially their heroes or their protagonists as people that are okay with that. Mm-hmm. And so I think, and especially now that I'm seeing, you know, Netflix, I'm watching Korean shows, I'm watching mm-hmm. Indian shows, and, and not just like what life is like in those places, but futures, fantasy. Yeah. And it's so cool because I, um, it's, it's, it opens my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think we, it, it's one of those things where I think, especially now with the internet and, and, you know, if you want to find something, there's always some place to find it. Yeah. Um, I think we all have to kind of come to a place of, of humility and kind of realize that all of us don't know what, what humanity is. Yeah. It's too big. And none of yeah. us, we're all coming from a place of ignorance yeah. and, you know, movies can help with that. Uh, video games can help with that, um, it's especially because with video games, it's based off experience, not off of, you know, a passive watching experience. Mm. So I think there's just something, stories, like in terms of the technology, it's there. It's mm. possible to tell these incredible stories, but I don't, but everyone is instead choosing to just retell stories that they already knew. Yeah. Um, and that's just to kind of bring it back to what you were saying, where it's like, I, there's a lot of movies I just don't watch. They're just not yeah. interesting. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's because, because of that, it's, it's, it's so much safer to tell a, a story we've already heard that and a story that we already know we like, Yeah. Um, than to be completely caught off guard, you mm-hmm. know, and surprised and kind of, you know, um, when sci-fi is done well, like the matrix, mm-hmm. you go in, especially when I was a kid, and you know it was a story about how none of us are actually living in the real world and none of yeah. us know yeah, that's you know? what's crazy and, and even to see some that some some people thought that was okay they would rather yeah. live in you know a fake world than a real world and yeah and we got to see machines perspectives about how they hate being there too and it's like <laughs> it was just such a yeah. it, 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 it that was such a good movie because it told it, it presented perspectives that you didn't have. Yeah. Um, and then also dared you to question your own reality. Mm-hmm. And that's such a, such a hard thing to do in real life. Yeah. But it's so easy to do in a story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and so obviously when that movie came out, everyone's like, what, you know what made The Matrix great? Bullet time. Let's just keep doing bullet time. <laughs> you know, and it's like, we'll get everyone to love our stories. And it's like, that's, people always copy the wrong thing. But like, yeah. I think, um, you know, instead of doing another Matrix sequel, which could be great, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's do something new. Start. Yeah, I think, Start, I think so. You know? uh, so, I mean, and, and that's always been, actually, even as a, as a kid, one of, I always had this weird, um, on like specific rule that I would never copy mm. uh, another character. Mm-hmm. So if I ever wanted to, so I would play Mortal Kombat and get inspired and like, oh, I want to, I want to do a cool video game character, like a fighting game. I would make yeah. my own fight character. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and same with, you know, Metroid, I would make my own kind of character for that or mm. all these other these properties. I, I, I just never wanted to do what's already been done. I yeah. think it's important to always start fresh. So yeah. I, I, I made it a, a, still my rule. It's still my, my yeah, yeah. One rule. I, I always we, want to tell new stories. I can see that like in the EXT because it's like, a, like female, female lead character and uh, robots. And that's, that's actually the action is not like in that, in the place of the like human, like not human, but where we see the, the character. It's like in the, that's like, ah, that's really <laughs> crazy. And that, that's that the fact that there is like, we, yeah, because me, that's one of the thing I really uh, loved in the, in the EXT is that there is different worlds and uh, and the world that we would expect to live actually is like completely abandoned and uh, the people live in the digital world and yeah and uh, and I think that the fact that we have those robots because that make me thought about a lot of things actually after watching uh, EXT it's because uh, I, for me, I, I used to watch like anime, I'm still watching anime, but since I, I'm like kid, and I was very attached to the, those characters. Like for example, when a character died, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I was almost crying. <laughs> and, and that made me thought about like, uh, what we discussed about when I, I saw uh, EXT, it's uh, what make people, like what make people like human, and, yeah. uh, and when we see the, the animation, there is all the characteristic of a human being, but that's like 2D <laughs> characters. Yeah. And, uh, but, and we have like the connection, like feelings. And uh, yeah, that, that's really make me think that we have to, we need like more content that makes yeah. us like uh, think about that. Well, that was, that's always been kind of, Another thing that I always wanted to do is always try to get people to empathize with something that's usually very easy to, to demonize. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when obviously robots, if like even, especially in the West, you bring up the word robot and people immediately think like Terminator or like yeah. something that's going to wipe us out or, or yeah. something like that, which <laughs> I actually think it's more of a reflection of, of America's fears. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of what they've done to other people or like exactly you know, yeah um, i think there's something there but like um when it comes down to um non-human characters i think usually they're treated as cannon fodder so you know like if you watch or play video games it's like mm -hmm. you're shooting and killing aliens you're shooting yeah. robots and and there's a sense of that's okay yeah and, and go nuts and mm. um the thing that's so weird about that is that they're coded as other mm. so it's showing it's showcasing a relationship to something that's not you and saying yeah. that because it's not you it's okay to get rid of it yeah wipe it out and so i think there needs to be you know a sense of empathizing mm. and, and and changing the story and and for ext that was one of those things i wanted to do where it's like by all today's standards they're not human mm. you know they're not organic they don't have an organic body or a biological body they're mechanical they they you know they're metal they're this or they're they're digital they're programs or this and that but the thing that i've noticed 
when it comes to anything that's coded as other is that the other always has to explain itself mm. where there's assumption that the self or whatever's considered the self is never has to. Yeah. They never have to, they never have to explain themselves. So usually people will always say what human isn't, mm. but they'll never say what human, human, what is human is. Yeah. And that was something I wanted to do here where you have, you know, there's generations that are now kind of fighting each other. And the oldest generation says that, you know, what makes humans human is the code that's based off of organics mm. the, when they were real people. Yeah. And then you have the last generation is saying, you know, like, that's bullshit. <laughs> you know, like the, the, the youngest generation is like, that's bullshit because, you know, having a heart doesn't make you human. You can have an artificial heart and still be a yeah. human being. Um, you know, speaking doesn't make you human. There's people that can't speak. Mm. Um, like every factor that you label, there's a point mm. where you get to, well, there's actually nothing physical Mm. typically that makes a human a human being and not something else yeah so the, the problem isn't the, the physical or the biological it's the word mm. and it's the word that is sadly not up to the task and it's it's the word that where, is where the problem is so in this story i wanted it to be something where we're, we're slowly learning that uh, there are organic people yeah. That there are other things happening in this world. Now the, 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 the range for what is human is just getting bigger and bigger mm. and bigger and bigger. So it, it, become, it all comes down to a choice now. Do you want to use humanity, that word, as yeah. an exclusive term? Right? Do you, want to, do you want to exclude people from that word? Or do you want to just use it as an inclusive term? Yeah. So instead of saying you're not human because, it's saying, no, you are human. You are welcome. You are welcome mm. to be a part of this family, essentially. Mm. And it's, it's, it, it's about that dialogue of actually talking about it. That was one of those things. I wanted to do a sci-fi that actually talks about what humanity is. Yeah. And doesn't just kind of jump around it or, or try to like hide in vague terms about it. Yeah. I wanted to address it. And I wanted to bring up that fact that, you know, first of all, humanity is one of over 6,000 words that mean us. Yeah. Because every culture has their word or term for what humanity is. Mm -hmm. It's not humanity, that word, yeah. you know? And they all have different understandings. Some people, some cultures believe that humanity, you know, is something that you achieved when you were of a certain age. Some believe it was something that was based off of what gender you were, what class you were in society. Um, you know, all of these words had different meanings mm. and they always updated the more they learned about the world. So, you know, when this culture ran into this culture and they realized, oh, there's something outside of us, maybe we need a term that, you know, yeah. the whole thing out as opposed to just this one group. Mm. And, you know, that's been humanity's struggle from the beginning is yeah. trying to figure out how large this group is. And we're still figuring out new things about it. That's yeah. what's kind of insane about it is yeah. the more people we, we, we give, you know, um, the ability to tell their story, mm -hmm. the more we get surprised and realize, I didn't even think that was a thing. I didn't know that was possible. I didn't know that there's people that believe in this or think yeah. this way or don't have this ability yeah. or have this ability. I think it's, it's, 
it's um, especially in sci-fi, it should be an invitation to yeah. play with these big ideas. Yeah. If, if you're just going in to just say like, watch, you know, colorful robot punch ugly looking robot. Yeah. Then I mean, if that's what you want, yeah. awesome. But um, <laughs> yeah, there is more. Um, there's and, so much more. And uh, also, I think that's one of the reasons um, why a lot of people think that, for example, Africa doesn't have any culture oh. because, <laughs> yeah, they they just watch like their movie with their perspective, where yeah. that is like pray like colonial vision of Africa that's just savage that makes noise and that dress and that have like a very uh, like a spear or something like that yeah and also because like now nowadays like the in Africa there is not like many movies now it's changing thanks to Netflix I would say yeah. but I, I haven't watched yet many uh, movie there. But yeah, the thing is, since there is only one type of narrative, uh, like going around, mm. like people don't know like how rich yeah. a, a culture, a, a country, or a continent can can be. I mean, when yeah. I say people, I, I mean in the Western, but not just Western, because also since, uh, for example, from my experience, like in in Asia, since they watch American movie, yeah. their idea of like. Uh, a black black people come from those movies that they see yeah. so they're gonna be like oh you are a, a gangster drug dealer yep. or you are <laughs> yep. yeah. you're no, a dancer it, it, all that kind of things well this and like like i was saying before like this mm. was my experience even just in canada right yeah. like, which you think would have a better perspective but it doesn't and you know I, they i just confused a lot of people <laughs> you know, like, it, was, it was just like, I had so many people that would just say very openly and very, you know, without any sense of, of embarrassment, mm. you know, you're not, you're not actually white or you're not actually black. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I had that so many times because you I don't listen to, uh, to hip hop. Yeah. And I, I like black metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was yeah. listening to like Marilyn Manson sometimes. <laughs> I was listening to, you know, and, and it's just like, I, it's, it's such a strange, it's such a strange thing to, to see someone go up to somebody mm. and tell them that they're not doing them right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's, it's, it's just one of those, those things that, and again, it's, it's what's so, it's with such a, a scary thing about the power of stories. Yeah. Is that people believe the stories more than they believe the people. Mm. And it's, it's why it's so frustrating, especially to see how Africa, which is a continent that's like three times the size of Europe. Yeah. With, you know, three times as many languages, cultures, and all of those have nothing to do with the lines that are drawn on the map. Because exactly. that was all after, yeah. You know, and some of those lines went right through, like right through cultures, and yeah. just like, and now you're this, and it's yeah. like just to serve the purpose of the Western countries. Yeah. That's it, and it's like that. There's such, I mean, you know, and then of course, the 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 problems and the issues that come out of those places that are because someone drew a line right through their country, yeah, is attributed to that's their their fault, yeah and their problem yeah. and it's like i mean if, if it's it's so crazy because even if i were to kind of put into a story where it's like someone went mm. to europe and drew five lines through it and said yeah. germany 
Britain and France, you're now one country. Yeah. Deal with it. Speak one, <laughs> speak one language now. now yeah, on. one language. Like, and, and, and like already, it's just like, well, of course that's absurd. Of course yeah, yeah. we're fighting. And there's we, no we should do a movie like that, actually. <laughs> 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 and that's what's so funny. Like, yeah, yeah. I put it into a, 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 into a story. Yeah. People immediately were just like, wow, I never thought yeah. of it that way. Yeah. That's absurd. And it's like, yeah. well, that's, but that's also history. That's actually yeah. true, is that, you yeah. know, you, when, you, when you have someone go through a place they've never, they don't know anything about, yeah. And immediately in a day, have to figure out what the lines are. Yeah. You know? And again, people believe those lines. People believe exactly. those lines more than they believe the cultures, mm. which are more complicated. Cultures are thousands and thousands of years of history rolled yeah. into, you know, into people. And it's like, it's, it astonishes me how the story that's been told about Africa Mm. is believed so easily and I, and I even put myself into that when I was mm. a kid I didn't know anything about that mm. what, I, what little I did know came from my parents yeah you know, which taught me all about African history and mm. and, and, and even the stuff yeah, that, the that they knew same here you know like there's there's a certain point even in our family where we don't know where we came from because mm -hmm. it was systemically erased yeah us, you know so it's like even there, there's there's so much, there's so much of a, an identity issue. Yeah, understanding yeah. my connection to Africa, but it's mm. like even there, the story, like even when it comes to like you know we think of fantasy and we think pretty much just Europe. Yeah, but the truth is there are so many incredible historical and and, and like um, mythological stories that are not just in Africa, because even that's yeah. ridiculous. Like Europe as a continent doesn't have one story. Yeah. So it's like, why does this come? Yeah, you know? exactly. So, hi. It's my wife, Susie. Oh, wow. yay. <laughs> hi, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, and, and yeah. So it's, it's that kind of thing where it's like stories are so, um, so easy to believe. Yeah. And um, I think, that has to be realized by anyone that is telling a story that, you know, obviously you want to tell your truth. You want to have fun. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you know, there's a responsibility that comes with that. And yeah. you have to understand, I think it's now great that, especially with video games and movies, mm. there's so many people involved. Same with yeah. television that you have a writer's room, right? Yeah. So you can get multiple perspectives on a story before it goes out. So it's harder to make those mistakes. And mm. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, but there's still a lot of people I hear where they're like, why do we have to make everything like uh, diverse? Why do we Yeah, have to yeah, exactly. That, that's sick. Seriously, when yeah. I hear stuff like this, it's that, still that's there. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and, and, and there's still that pushback. So to me, it's, it's still crazy that like mm. people still have to be convinced yeah. that that's necessary because it's like, well, first of all, you're, you're probably not telling just one story. Mm. You're telling a video game or a, a television story, you're probably telling multiple perspectives and multiple people in that story. So your story should also be written by that many people. Yeah. Um, or should have that many people involved. And it's not to say that a single person's vision isn't valid. It totally yeah. is. But I think, and this goes even for me, I love seeing everyone's take on what my story means to them. Yeah, yeah, it's not even like what if I'm missing something? I'm missing something. Yeah, 
always. This is yeah. I'm always coming from that place of ignorance. I can't possibly know all these stories. So to have other people, you know, be a part of it mm. is it's 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 crucial. It's if you want to tell a good, honest story about people, you need that broad perspective. Because mm. also, like, there is a lot of uh, because I think that the fact that the narrative is very very uh, narrow uh, right now it's kind of starting to open yeah yeah but uh for example in the case of uh, of movie where uh like african-american or portrait for example it's always it always has been like about slavery as if like the story of those people are started like from slavery and before that nothing happened yeah and they try to make kind of for me I, I, yeah i see that i don't know if it's purposely or if it's so embedded in the culture that for them like in north america black people uh history start from yeah uh, slavery and so i i believe that's the reason why they say that, oh, black people don't have history because <laughs> they think about slavery and for them, there is nothing before. And well, they, and they don't even, yeah, and that's they don't also, try. Well, and that's the thing is that, I mean, it, it, it's, it doesn't reflect, it does reflect a truth. And that truth mm -hmm. is that, you know, through slavery, the slave owners were the ones that erased that history yeah. from those people. So there is a truth there. And that mm -hmm. those people and, and you know, North America, uh, North American black people, mm -hmm. they started from that point. And mm -hmm. because of that, almost had to start fresh. Yeah. But it's not even, that's not even the entire African story. Most African people don't even live in the US. Yeah. But it's assumed that it is, and it assumed that it starts with slavery, but yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's so crazy to me because, you know, humanity is, is 500,000 years old, let's say, yeah. being generous. People just think that that's European. <laughs> yeah. But the truth is, is actually that starts from everybody. Like exactly. every culture that you know of yeah. starts from that, from that history. So it's like, now think of, you know, there's over like, I think it's something like 5,000 languages at least mm. in the world. Now, Every, now think of every one of those languages is a culture. Mm. Every one of those cultures is 50,000 years old at least. Yeah. Now, immediately you're just like, it's overwhelming. Like that's yeah, yeah. The, the amount, and, and it's like, even with, with all of the, the, I mean, currently called countries in Africa. Yeah. Think about how many people are actually there that, and all of them are completely different from each other. Yeah. That's the other thing is that none of them are telling the same story because mm. why would they? France and Germany don't tell the same story. So yeah. why would, you know, so it's just like, it's, it's, it's such a, it's, it's such a failure of imagination mm. um, that that entire continent has been summed up, you know, yeah. as one monolithic thing. Like, like the whole, like if you brought it up to almost anyone in America, they would think it was Wakanda. <laughs> you know like it's like that's yeah. that's what that whole continent yeah. Is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah you know yeah. that's 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 a that's a huge piece of the earth right there and With it's me, like you yeah. know to to be very honest me at the beginning i really i i hated uh the concept of wakanda 
Yeah. Because yeah. me, I was reading uh, Black Panther in the comics, mm-hmm. and I was like, what the fuck? They cannot like come up with a real country. <laughs> they have to. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's the other problem too when it comes yeah. to you know who's available and who's able to tell their story because yeah. um, the thing is is like you know and, and and it's not to say that in fantasy or European uh, fantasy doesn't um, make up their own countries. They do all yeah. the time, and that's fine. But yeah. the problem is that that's the only story. Yeah. That you know, people from outside Africa think about <laughs> Africa, and it's like if if you were to if if you were to give you know the people there in in all of those countries the means to tell their own story, yeah, you're gonna get more stories than every film that's been filmed so far in Europe, mm, and definitely in America, mm. easily, and yeah. and that's the that's the other part of it is that you know the myth is that Europe and America have the most stories yeah. to tell. But the truth is, no, they just have the most wealth and power to tell those stories. It's yeah. not reflective of the culture and, and its yeah. depth. It's reflective and, of the means. And, and let's, not, let's not discuss where they get the wealth <laughs> today. <laughs> I've got a, a, another discussion. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's, 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 it, it's not... And, that's, and I think that's what's so difficult about it and it's the same even with with Canada growing up um, especially in, in, in Saskatchewan where there's a heavy there's a large uh, population of native peoples there mm. um, like it's it's one of those things where it's like there were there were entire nations mm. throughout Canada that were completely different from each other and I don't know I have such a, a, an embarrassingly low understanding of those cultures. Mm. Um, yeah, same here. And, and, you know, and, and so it's so, and, and it's, you know, obviously now with what's happening in the States and in Canada too, with like the removal of statues and stuff like mm. that. And, and I, I can't help but, but be mind blown when people say like, you're erasing history. And it's like, no, history has already <laughs> been erased. <laughs> you know? And yeah. Like, and and I, like, when it comes to Canada, I don't know most of its history. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't taught to me. Mm. You know, it, it was it was taught as something that happened before a long time ago, and there was you know one native group in all of North America yeah. that was somehow all the same thing, and you know none of them had anything that was different from each yeah. other. And it's it's and again it's like if I were to tell the story of if if someone went to Europe and just said like you're all just one thing now yeah one thing yeah you know and from now on you have this identity you should all agree with each other now and uh, you know if and choose one of you to represent mm. the whole so mm. that we have a question to ask that one person knows the yeah everyone there and it's just it's such a again it's a, it's a failure of education yeah. Uh, and it's a failure of imagination. I think, you know, when it comes down to um, history, I think mm. we think, and, and it's, it's, it's literally how it was taught, right? Yeah. You go to, even in university, if, when I was taught, um, you know, art history, it was Egyptian art, um, maybe Middle Eastern, and then the rest was European. Yeah. And ancient art was African and, you know, Middle Eastern. That was ancient. Mm. <laughs> but everything after yeah. was just European. And already it's like, 
you know, you're, you're being told a very small perspective. That's a story. Yeah. It's not actually history. History and, is, you know. And the, the impact is huge because like, uh, I think it was last year, I saw, uh, I think maybe you know, uh, Kid Bash 3D. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they, they made a pack called Savage, Savages. And it was like, oh no! Yeah, yeah. They, they, and the the pack was about like a very primitive, I would say, uh, constructions. And I was like, oh my god! I was like, should should I send something or? <laughs> and yeah, but that that was like, oh my god! And well, and that's and that's the other part, right? Is that like clearly that wasn't made by someone that was of that culture that they were yeah it was it, and and it's like <laughs> like for me it, it would be like for me to kind of do you know to put out a package just like the european yeah <laughs> like you know like like powdered wigs and mm -hmm. and like uh a kilt and <laughs> it's just and it's just like so embarrassingly uh -huh. offensive that it's yeah. like and, it, and, it, and it's like and, it's, and, and the thing is and i'm i'm pretty sure not a hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure that that probably didn't come from a place of intent. Yeah. They probably weren't intending to do that. They mm -hmm. just didn't think about it. It was coming yeah. from a place of ignorance. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 but, but, and, and, and the sad thing is that whenever someone calls that person out, it's mm -hmm. probably going to be reacted to in hostility. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty you sure. You know, where it's like, oh, everyone's PC these days and this and this, and it's just like, no, it's just that you didn't, you weren't taught the things you should have taught, been taught yeah. when you were younger. Like when you learn a lot of these things as a kid, you don't have to make these mistakes when you're an adult. Yeah. And sadly, we're, we're not taught the whole human story, but we're taught as though we are. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so we think that we got everything we needed to know out of like, you know, grade whatever, or from kindergarten mm. to grade 12 or whatever. Mm. And that everything after that is just people being too offended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, it's just, you need to understand that you don't know. You don't know, exactly. exactly. You don't yeah. understand yeah, it. Yeah. And, and we were not taught, we were taught the story that benefits the countries that we live in. Yeah. You know, and I think that also has to be something we have to take into consideration, that mm -hmm. we're being told a narrative mm -hmm. from the ones in power. Yeah. And the ones in power, their primary motivation is to maintain the power. <laughs> the power so yeah. it's, it's never going to be, let's, let's actually get into it. Let's, mm -hmm. you know, go into our past. Let's bring out all the terrible things that have happened there and figure it out and, and understand where it comes from. Yeah. And it's done. It, it never comes from that place. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, and, and I mean, that's, that's, I think there's that also concept that, you know, today, none of those issues, the issues of racism or sexism mm. or any of these, these issues mm. are not going to be existent in the future mm. because, and again, this comes from a clearly specific perspective, Yeah. But, you know, you look at Blade Runner, you look at all these things and it's like racism, the word doesn't exist. Yeah but they assume that it as a whole doesn't exist, but you're still seeing racism. You're still exactly. seeing sexism there. Yeah. And it's like, 
but it's just the addressing of it is gone. Mm. And it's like, I think I get it. It's, it's that addressing is the part that's seen as uncomfortable. Mm. That's yeah, not yeah. seen as something that could possibly exist. And I think that's the other part of it is that, you know, when, if you're going to talk about the future and if you're going to talk about humanity, think about all that exists now. Yeah. And, and then imagine where that can go. And like, even like, for, for example, with EXT, one of the things I wanted to talk about was, okay, so if, but if, if people are people, they're still going to want to have kids. Yeah. And it's like, that's that one issue that I don't think people usually think of when they get to like a human mind and a robot or a human yeah. or, or, or whatever, is that even if it doesn't make sense, mm. people still want to be people. Yeah. And they're still going to want to eat. They're still going to want to do the things that are pleasurable for them. Mm. There's, even if it doesn't make sense. And I think it's that understanding of, okay, you can push the technology however far you want, but it's still going to involve people. Mm-hmm. So you have to really be honest with how people react to that thing. And I mean, Black Mirror does a good job of that. Yeah. Um, you know, there are a few shows that, that do a good job of that. But um, I think even in our modern day, I think people assume that technology has none of those things that technology mm. is the future and because it is it has nothing to do with the past yeah it's in its own bubble somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and i think that's what that frustrates me too because it's like you know i've seen people when they talk about facebook or twitter or whatever mm. and it's just like they when you bring up racism there's like sense that that doesn't exist in machines <laughs> It's like, no, but machines we, are made by people. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we see that in the AI that uh, cannot recognize, like, yeah. uh, people's face yeah. or hand. Like, exactly. all, yeah, yeah, all those machines. And so, like, they, they yeah. it, yes. Exactly. And even when, it, even like when it comes down to, you know, to feminism, when it comes yeah, down yeah. to, you know, they created, why did they, why did they make Siri a woman? Yeah. Because yeah, 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 exactly. Because you know, like, like, it's like whoever, exactly, exactly, whoever, yeah, wasn't, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't a, it wasn't a woman, <laughs> like, you know. That's and true. Like, that's true. So it's like even there, and it's like even if you know, some people will say like, oh, it's nicer to listen to a woman's voice than a male's voice. Even there, you're mm-hmm. still talking about a bias. Yeah. Uh, uh, about humanity, and it's mm-hmm. like those biases don't go away the more technology we get. Yeah. They're still there. And I think it's, it's, again, it's just, it's people, especially when it comes to, I mean, right now it's, there's, it's very clearly like we're living in a sci-fi world. Yeah. Um, you know, just by all of what we're surrounded by and all the tech that we have. Mm-hmm. And the thing that no sci-fi ever predicted really was that racism would still be such an issue. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, yeah. it's, that's the thing. It's just like, we still have, we, you know, you can watch a video on YouTube about a robot doing backflips. And then the next video <laughs> will be about this racist thing. That's, you know, someone said, it's like, that didn't yeah. go away. Yeah. It's yeah. just always going to exist as time goes on. Mm. And it, it's, but sadly, sci-fi hasn't really kept people realizing that that should exist yeah so i think there's a frustration where people are like this should be a past issue i don't want to think about yeah, it yeah yeah uh, why because all of sci-fi tells me it, it shouldn't exist yeah. in the future therefore it shouldn't and it's like well then the, it's the story's fault yeah 
it didn't it didn't prepare you for the obviousness of what mm. the future is going to hold. And I think there's that obligation where it's like if you're going to write a story about people in the future, take a a, a, a long honest look. Yeah, yeah. At what's going on in the world, mm. and and you know bring that up, address it, talk about it, because people are more likely going to feel okay to talk about those issues in a sci-fi or fantasy mm. than they will in sadly about in, in a documentary or a you know um, a movie that's a quote unquote about real life. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you for listening to African Action Heroes the podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode, learned something interesting, and had a good time. Continue the conversation on our website, AfricanActionHeroes.com. Make sure to share your thoughts in the comment section. And of course, if you believe this podcast could help or interest someone you care about, make sure to share it. It was Jotamko, our image, our stories, our narrative. <laughs>